0: Hey, hi Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Uh, thank you very much uh, for
1: uh, accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Now, uh, is it Sai? Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Sai? Yeah, correct. Okay, great. Awesome. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. So how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so.
0: I've gone through your profile. I can see you're doing a lot of work. So I thought to tell about your work and a little bit of your previous experiences and your interest to my audience.
1: Right, right. Um, so yeah, so, uh, I, I, my background is in, uh, visual arts. Um, so painting, uh, portraiture, that kind of thing, uh, some, uh, uh graphic design work some uh, freelance work like that um and uh sort of on this sideline aspect I've been doing a a pretty modest blog and video blog uh about uh current events and politics and, and issues like that and particularly I guess how it uh it relates in Canada but uh I think it's also kind of a a global thing at the moment that people are trying to figure out how how the world is working.
0: <laughs> awesome. So uh, before talking more about yourself and uh, uh, about the work that you're doing, can you can you please introduce yourself uh, to my audience?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm my name's Michael Harris. Um, I'm an an artist from Toronto, Canada. Um I uh, do uh, painting, oil painting. Uh represented by uh three galleries in Toronto and uh one in uh, Australia in Melbourne. I do um a lot of uh, graphic design work, freelance work, and I've also uh, been uh doing uh a, a Blog and a video blog for the last uh few years uh concerning uh the issues of the day and how uh we're all uh trying to figure our, our way through what's been coming at us over the uh the last few years
0: oh that's great, so you are an artist from a uh, long time
1: yeah uh my whole life basically um but professionally. For probably uh, twenty years, at least, I guess, at this point. Okay, so I'm mm-hmm. sure you
0: might have done a lot of work uh,
1: yeah, plenty. I mean, I, I've I've got a website that uh, you know maybe we can send a link to if you if people want to have a look at the uh, work and uh, and that would it'd be easier than explaining it since it's uh, it's all visual. I've done uh, some music as well in the past so what makes you uh, do uh, whatever you're doing uh whatever i'm doing um well if it's uh, the uh the artwork aspect of it uh like i said it's something that i've always done so since i was a very young boy i've always drawn and uh you know when um i guess other kids were doing sports and things like that, I was, you know, in my room drawing superheroes and uh, and making up my own uh, characters. And so I've always done that. I was always sort of um, like identified as a kid growing up as the artist kid, right? That, you know, there's always one in every, I think, uh, school or classroom. There's the kid who's the artist. And I always tended to be that guy in schools. And so, you know, it's just sort of becomes a thing that you uh you do more and more and you get better at. And then at some point you figure this uh, is something that I should uh, do professionally. And uh, so that's how I got into it. And, uh, you know, it just kind of carries on from there. Pretty much the way anybody, I guess, falls into any kind of profession.
0: Where did that uh, imagination come from?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because there's nobody in my family who is, uh, artistic or paints or draws or does music or anything like that. So I don't know if, you know, is it a past life thing? Is it, uh, <laughs> is it something like that? Um, but, uh, yeah, the inspiration, I guess for, um, doing the work that I'm doing now is, uh, it's just, just sort of what comes to you at the moment, I think, you know, some, some uh, idea or some concept kind of uh, grabs you. And then uh, it's about, you know, exploring that, that concept or that that visual uh, idea that you had in your head. And the way it really works is that uh, you, at least the way I work is that uh, for a lot of it, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out in the end, which is part of uh, uh, excitement about it. That's what makes it so interesting is that, uh, you're, you're kind of discovering it as you go along. Um, and every time you start a new piece, you know, it's, it's always a challenge to, you know, how do you, you know, it's like you're starting something from scratch all over again, you know, so you've got the, uh, the technical kind of skills that you've built up, uh, you know, over years of, of using the materials and uh, all the practice that you do. Uh, but still every time that you start, uh, a, a new piece, it's, it's starting from scratch. And how, how do you do this? How do you actually, uh, make this work? And you discover it as you go along. So it's a, it's a really, you know, for me, that's, that's the, uh, the interesting part of it is the process of it, you know, and, 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 uh, I think every time you finish something, uh, you've learned so much in, in what you've done is that, you know, that's the jumping off point for the next, uh, piece of work that you do. Right. So you're always kind of growing and, 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 uh, learning as you go. And I don't think you ever stop, uh, figuring out how this, ha- how this happens and how it works and how to do it. Uh, and I think that's what makes it uh, interesting for me. And I think it makes, uh, the work interesting for people to look at because I think there's some aspect of that. Uh, that searching and that inspiration that uh, that comes across in in the final the final work. I hope so anyway.
0: <laughs> great, before talking more uh, about the great work that you're doing, I just want to say uh, about my sponsor for this episode. So uh, which is Start Adam. Sales and customer-facing teams often switch between several communication tools, causing time management and visibility issues that can slow down deal velocity. The solution is Join Start Adam, where con- conversation converts. With Start Adam, your team can centralize all communications within your chat tool. No more switching, waiting, or fragmented chats. Because Chat messaging is where business gets done. Sales teams can stay in Slack or Microsoft Teams and uh, connect with customers, leads, or candidates on their existing chat tool, building better relationships through constant communication in inbound and outbound messaging. Make it encrypted and compliant. Plus, bring all communication in, into your CRM or ticketing system. No data entry required. Join Start Adam to enhance customer relationships and close deals at hyper speed with unified chat. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Michael, again for being on my show. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, where in India are you? Yeah, I'm from South India, Hyderabad oh, city.
1: Okay, yeah, because um, I did a lot of traveling um, that was. Part of uh, my learning process as, uh, as an oil painter, I brought my paints and brushes uh, with me and uh, did a bit of a, a world uh, tour, backpacking. Um, and uh, I spent about a month in India. Uh, it was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, I loved being there.
0: So what do you find something that is that inspired you
1: to draw? Uh, well, you know, it's like on that uh, trip, Every time that you arrived in a new place, it was it was 100 in percent inspiration all the time because everything's new. And so you're seeing, uh you know, people and the way people dress and the the uh, the, the buildings and the just the atmosphere. And that's all very inspiring. And for me, uh, part of that traveling experience was. Uh, to, to bring that kind of openness back home with me, because, uh, you know, when you're in your own uh, home country and places that you're used to seeing all the time, you're around it all the time, uh, it tends to fall into the background and you stop noticing it. So I wanted to bring that that kind of uh, wonder that you have when you're in a new place that those eyes, that sensibility to uh, being in my own country and my own city and being able to see, uh, kind of, um, my, my environment through the eyes of, of a traveler, sort of keep that kind of mindset. Right. And so that's, makes you look at, uh, you know, very mundane things in a, in a a new way. And if you're doing work like, um, uh landscapes or if you're doing cityscapes if you're you're uh doing people uh you're always sort of uh expanding the way you see uh what you're looking at and uh it's a, it's a nice thing to see your own environment with with kind of fresh eyes you know and to kind of keep yourself kind of on your toes to be uh open to you know whatever is coming at you and to uh and to let that kind of uh inspire you
0: so, what is driving you? What is uh, motivating to you to uh, draw, draw different things and imagine different things?
1: Uh, I think it's it's uh, partly a curiosity about people and about the world, and uh, in a way, when you like draw or paint something. You kind of grab it and, and bring it into you, right? So it, it becomes closer to you than simply observing it at a distance. I think there's some aspect of it like that where you know it it's you sort of you sort of uh it's like thinking visually. <laughs> you know, it's like thinking about the world and taking it in and kind of processing it in a way that Now you can look at it, uh, as sort of saved, it's sort of captured. You know, it's like sometimes I think it's, it's kind of frustrating in a way to, uh, you know, even if it's something beautiful, you're, you're, you're sort of confronted with this beauty and it's like you want to do something with it. You want to feel it more deeply or, or, or grasp it in some way. And I think, uh, artists, have that, uh, uh, offered to them, right? I think that's part of the thing that drives them is trying to relate more, like to be closer to that, to, you know, to make that, uh, solid in a way, those, those feelings of, uh, being moved by something or being inspired or being, uh, uh, even, uh, upset by something or, uh, something that makes you sad or something that makes you wonder. And you want to, you're sort of driven to get into that in a bigger way, in a more solid way, I guess. And painting, I guess other forms of art as well, uh, poetry, writing, music. I think it's all a way to kind of for, you know, the, the individual to kind of become more connected to that thing that's, that's, causing these feelings in you that's sort of, um, moving you and, and, uh, and waking you up to something that's bigger than yourself. I think it's something like that. It's very hard to kind of articulate, you know, but, uh, and I think, you know, artists throughout history of, you know, been asked to kind of articulate what is it that, that, that you're doing and, and why do you do it? And I think they all wind up kind of, kind of stumbling their way through an explanation for it as I'm doing now, but uh, it, it's something like that. It's something like like becoming more involved with the world and the wonder of it, something like that.
0: <laughs> so as an artist, you are uh, expressing your imagination in the form of art and you are making people to connect with it. You express because uh, you want to express or you express to impress?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I think the, the drive, uh, happens regardless of whether or not it's going to impress somebody, right? You, I mean, this is part of the thing with, um, with doing art. You kind of do it first and then you put it out in the world and you see how it, it, what it does out in the world as opposed to maybe some other kinds of, um, Uh, jobs where you, you're, you get an order to create something and then you know, this is what that person is going to want. And it's kind of paid for in advance or something in this world. You, you create something and, and then see what happens once it's, it's sort of released into the world. So there's that drive that, uh, is kind of happens regardless of, of the reaction you get to it. But I think in, in the uh, to do it professionally, you also have to have that professional attitude of, you know, this is going out to a uh, a, a market, an art market. So you have to have a very high uh, standard for yourself to sort of uh, be able to uh, be part of that uh, sort of professional world of doing an art, of doing art. And, uh, you know, you, you know, hopefully you do impress people with it. Um, I think, you know, for me, when a piece is finished and I can kind of put it aside, maybe not look at it for a few days and then go back to it. Uh, sometimes I'm impressed with it. You know, most of like if I'm impressed with it, if I think, wow, that's pretty good. You know, how did how did I do that? Uh, most of the times. My re- re- reaction to it will be similar to other people's reaction to it.
0: And uh, in this 20 years, what kind of work that you have done and what you like most?
1: I have done a bit of everything. I've done, you know, uh, pretty much any kind of uh, medium uh, as far as painting and drawing goes. So watercolors, um, acrylics, uh, gouache. Uh, I've wound up uh, doing oils primarily, um, which is my favorite thing to do. Uh And for subject matter, again, I've, I've pretty much done anything you can think of from landscapes to still lives to portraiture. Um, not so much abstract work, although, you know, I've gone in and out of that occasionally. It's sort of a fun thing to do as well. I like represent representative work. So stuff that you would look at and you'd go, yeah, that's a person and that's uh <laughs> a field or a tree, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I've done a, a little bit of everything. Uh, probably my favorite thing to do is, uh, people. I love painting people. Um, but also, you know, landscapes. I like doing landscapes as well. And, uh, I've done series of uh, tree paintings. Uh, so it's interesting, but regardless of what the subject matter is, it's always, kind of this similar sort of draw to do it. And then the process of exploring the thing that you're trying to represent uh, in oil, oil paints and how do you use colors to do that. And cause at the end of the day, you're just, you're basically, as a painter, you're putting colored goo on a stretched piece of cloth. Um, so how do you do that you know the skill in that is to be able to to use those materials in a way that uh creates something in the mind of somebody else uh that means something that has some some meaning to them so it's a, it's an interesting kind of uh magic or something that happens and i'm always uh interested in seeing the responses from other people to my paintings, and sometimes they will have uh, interpretations that I didn't intend. So people bring their own interpretations to uh, to artwork, and and then they tell you, "Oh, this is what you meant by that." And you're going, "Sure, yeah, <laughs> if that's what you think, then I, maybe I did." You know, this really is—it's a very interesting thing to experience. It's to to do something and and to uh, to have people respond to it in in. A, a, in any way I guess, but particularly when it's a positive way.
0: So how do you uh, how do you see things in your mind that uh, nobody has seen until you expressed
1: it? Well, you know, I think everybody sees things in their mind that nobody has seen, right? I think you know, that's that's the the norm for everybody. Um and then you have, you know, people who do what I do who can get that out of their mind and turn it into something physical, right? So sometimes I'll have, uh, like I did a series uh, years ago of, um, I don't know if you know the, uh, the Mounties in Canada. They're the, the kind of the police force with the red tunics and the hats and riding the horses. So I did a series of crucified Mounties years ago. It was one of my first uh, solo shows that I I ever had. And that just came to me as an image of a, like a, a mounty and kind of a classical looking painting, but crucified on a cross. Right. Um, and it was almost as if I had to come up with, but I had to do, if it just felt like I needed to get that image out. Right. So that was in my head and I needed to get it out. So I, I did a, a painting of it and then i turned it into a series and saw it as having um sort of social political commentary on you know maybe where canada was at that time and canadian uh, culture and attitudes and things um but sometimes that's just what happens is that you you'll get an image in your head and turn it into something that you can look at and it's almost like a like a, a drive or an impulse, it's like you need to get that out. You know, yeah. It's it's a very peculiar process.
0: <laughs> so how much time you take uh, in order to put your imagination out? Yeah, I mean that's that's
1: uh, it's an interesting thing because the the question that people ask most when they see uh, one of my paintings is how long did that take? usually the first question they ask and even though they've been asking that for 20 something years i'm never prepared for it i never have an answer and i'm always kind of like oh gee yeah how long did that take because like i don't really keep track of it while i'm doing it i don't keep track of the time and uh a lot of the times i'm working on a couple of pieces at the same time so you'll put one aside for a bit and start working on another one and then come back to that one uh so i usually have to kind of estimate how long these things take and uh from weeks to months is usually the answer but uh, yeah it can take a long time you know and the, there's a technical side to it as well because sometimes in the Depending on how you're applying the paint and what your process is, you need to let things dry before you go back to it, and uh, so. But it's usually a, a pretty, uh, uh, you know, takes quite a while to get uh, a finished piece from start to finish.
0: What is the unusual thing that you have
1: painted? My my usual uh, subject matter. Unusual. You think? Unusual oh, most- things. Yeah. Um. Well, the crucified mounties were pretty unusual and I did a series, uh, did two series, uh, in, for shows in the gallery in, uh, Australia. And, uh, the first one, uh, this is another example of having images in your head that you just need to get out. Um, it was figures, like dozens of figures, uh, coming together and climbing over each other and forming these kinds of towers of people climbing up each other. Uh, so that was pretty odd. <laughs> so I did lots of that kind of imagery of these little people all kind of climbing up each other. And then the next show I did in that same gallery, um, Jackman Gallery in Melbourne, uh, was uh, a series of uh, black and white paintings of uh people uh, covering their eyes or having their eyes covered. uh, And and they were fairly large uh, images. And some of these people uh, had um, maybe um, computer technology embedded in them or coming out of them and uh, kind of uh, peculiar things like that. Um, But those are really nice paintings. but challenging, I guess, you know, probably challenging for, you know, it's not the same as, uh, uh, you know, a nice landscape where people would go, okay, that's, that's easy to get as opposed to people in these sort of black and white imagery uh, images. Um, you know, I had one of it was a very large painting of uh, two guys uh, fighting and they both had uh, their eyes covered with uh, uh with, some kind of cloth, right, wrapped around their eyes. Um, you know, so that's kind of a kind of image that you would put out there, and other people will bring their own meaning to that. You know, I, I like to kind of leave it that way as well without being too explicit and telling people this is the meaning that you need to derive from that image, right? It's nice to put those images out there, and then people are kind of, it inspires in them thought and and uh, controversies and it's and a lot of the times that they're actually representing their own uh, kind of subjective processes by uh, whatever they they wind up seeing in the paintings that uh, that you do so it's again it's just this really interesting process between the sort of I, the concepts and ideas of the painter and then the audience who look at it uh, they, they kind of come together to make the meaning of the, of the work. So how is working globally? Globally? Yeah. As in, uh, having a show in Australia and, and yeah. working. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, uh, there's sort of technical challenges with, uh, you know, just obvious things about um, shipping work and, and all of that kind of being, a, being available for, uh, shows. Uh, the two shows I had in, uh, in Jackman Gallery in Melbourne. Um, I have family and friends there, so that makes that <laughs> a lot easier. Um, and I was in, uh, Australia for quite a while during uh, that period. Uh, it's interesting the work that carries over between different cultures and the work that's very uh, localized. So um, if I was doing landscapes in uh, Australia, which I, I had done a few, um, those won't necessarily uh, translate to uh, having a show in a gallery in Canada because uh, the colors are different and the uh, trees are different and vice versa. Uh, it wouldn't like North American, uh, landscapes wouldn't translate to, uh, people in Australia. And for something like landscapes, it's, I, I think it's mostly people want to see their own environment reflected back to them. That's, that's the connection for them, right? So if you're showing them landscapes from a, a different end of the planet, then they don't feel the connection to it as much, I think. So. So there's little things like that, you know, but if you're doing these kind of um, sort of imagery uh paintings that uh, that are more sort of universal in subject matter uh, and that people can bring their own kind of interpretations to, then I think it crosses over so
0: So how do you develop this uh, skill this ability, how you got this ability and uh what is your inspiration to do this
1: yeah you know i think like i said it's like it was something that i was born with um and i never like i don't have any memory of not drawing and painting it was since i was as as young as i can remember i was doing it and uh my parents always would uh tell me that You know, I I think my mom said, you know, I was born with a pencil in my hand drawing stuff. So I guess it's just something that, uh, in my case, I was born with and that I love doing and I really identified with strongly as being an artist. This is what I do. And I always had this kind of uh, conception of myself when I was a kid. Of Of doing this and getting better and better at it, and you know I would see other you know you'd go to art galleries or you would see uh, paintings and books of you know these great painters and when I was very young i I thought that's that's what I have to do you have to try to get to that level right so it was this process um you know and starting out with um, and i was I was looked at oil painting as sort of a the ultimate uh, form of, of visual art, and so, but it was it was kind of daunting to me because there's a lot of uh, solvents and color, all these kinds of things involved with. It. So I started off very sort of uh, tentatively by, you know, maybe starting with colored pencils and then maybe watercolors. That seemed a bit safer, and then eventually, okay, I'll, I'll move into acrylic paints. Uh, and that will be a, a step before I finally move up to, uh, doing oil paints. And I'm, I'm self-taught, so I never went to school for, for any of this. So it was all kind of my own, uh, searching and, and figuring it out as I go along process, right? So, which was good for me though, because it, it got me, uh, using like so many different mediums and becoming fairly proficient in whatever I, I used. And so now if i get any kind of um commission jobs like i've had some uh illustration jobs recently that uh, the request was that they were done in water watercolor so i can do that if i have to do things in uh, marker or pen and ink i can do that um but yeah just you know this process of uh, kind of growing up uh and my uh ability to to do this uh, kind of grew up with me at the same time. I assume that's what happens for most people who do uh, visual art of some kind. I think so. anyway.
0: So how much you understood uh, about uh, painting and uh, and drawing? How much do I what, sorry? How much in this 20 years of your uh, work experience, how much you understood about painting and drawing?
1: Um. How much did I understand about it? Um, I think I, well, anybody starts out not understanding anything about it. Um, certainly, I'm trying to understand it uh, as a career. Uh, there's no real um, instruction <laughs> on that. Uh, so it really is kind of a process of uh, learn as you go. Um, and self education on it um, you know and I, what would happen is you'd you'd see other artists famous artists that uh you know had some kind that resonated with you in some kind of way, and then you kind of looked into their uh, story and uh that kind of gave you a bit of direction and uh uh you would look into other artists and see their techniques and their uh their style and then you would try that out a bit so you know it was always that kind of process of uh, trial and error and figuring out as you go along um you know and if like in school in uh like grade school primary school or high school you'd have art classes um when I was a kid, but it never really worked for me because, uh, you know, I was I was always better than the teachers at at, at drawing and painting, and, and so I never felt like they were qualified to give me instruction, uh, which really annoyed them. Uh, and it was, you know, it's obviously pretty arrogant for you know a twelve-year-old to think you you've got nothing to teach me old person or whatever it was but uh in, you know in a way though there was a lot of confidence in what I was doing at the time and even when I went to high school and you had more kind of organized art courses I in high school but they were very generalized um, by that point uh as a teenager uh this was was so my own thing that I, I resented anybody trying to tell me how to do it or, or to do something. You have to be doing this today. I I just resented the whole idea because it was so my thing, you know, you'd go to school and okay, you're going to get taught history and math and all these other subjects. But when it comes to this, this is my thing, (laughs) you know, and someone would have to be themselves a professional artist, you know, someone that I would have recognized at the time as being very, very uh, accomplished as an artist for me to go, okay, you can give me the instructions on this. Whereas in school you just had people with a a general knowledge, I guess, of art who uh, were teaching kids uh, who had a general interest in art and not any kind of specific, uh, you know, passion for it. So um, yeah, I learned a lot more actually after I left school than I ever did in school.
0: So, as an artist, how do you look at
1: world? Um, You know, it's uh, depends on what level of the world I guess we're talking about, right? I think part of the thing as an artist, I think at least for me, is that. I think y- you tend to be more observant of the world and you tend to look at things as, uh, as artworks, you know? So, you know, if you're walking around in your city, for me, I'm all, my eyes always falling on things that are about color and about form and about shape. And uh, you know, the movements of, People in spaces and, uh, and then you kind of connect that to the culture that you're in and how this is uh, connected to that. So there's an aesthetic thing that happens spontane- uh, spontaneously. And then you kind of bring a sort of interpretive level to it. Um, and that all uh, kind of becomes one. Uh, thing that you bring to uh, actually sitting down in your studio and uh, deciding to do a painting about any particular subject matter. But uh, yeah, if, if we're talking about looking at the world just visually, then it's just, you know, kind of constantly uh, evaluating things aesthetically. I think if you do this all the time, if you do it professionally, then uh your sort of awareness of uh, the aesthetic nature of your environment gets very heightened, so you're always kind of sensitive to it, and then which makes you sensitive to ugly things as well. when things are done in a, a an ugly way, I think it really stands out to you, whereas a lot of other people. It's just the background that they're walking through at any given time. Something like that, I think.
0: And what kind of responses you get for your work?
1: Yeah, you know, generally really good. Um, one of the things I, I really like is that, um, you know, there's a lot of people who don't have uh, much direct involvement with uh, visual art. Right. So they might have gone to, you know, an art gallery in school or they might have gone once or twice over the past 10 years or something. And so they don't have um, any real thought or, or feeling about it. And for a lot of people, the, the, the most uh, interactions that they have with art is in books and reproductions. Um, and so that's what they think, like a painting is, is the picture in the book that they look at. And when people like that come into, uh, you know, my home or my studio, to, to see people who I know don't have a, a, a lot to do with the visual arts engage with paintings uh, in in a very positive way, uh, I, I find that really exciting and, and and interesting. I think people when they're in um in front of something that somebody has painted made with their hands, and it's as you were saying earlier impressive, I think it affects them. you know I think people are kind of wired to uh to appreciate uh art and painting um i i you know I would like it to have more um meaning i guess in our culture I'm not sure how it is uh, in India, uh, in Canada. You know, it's, you know, movies and music, and uh, maybe even a little bit of literature to an extent, are, are much more take up much more of space in the uh, popular culture than than painting does. You know, it'd be, I'd, I'd like people to have more access to uh, to to visual art, to painting. You know, in Toronto, there's a, a yearly um, outdoor art show right in the centre of the city. And stuff, things like that are really good because it, it becomes a thing for like the, anybody to uh, walk through and to, to get exposed to a wide variety of, of, uh, of art. So, uh, you know, more, more things like that, I think, are really, really positive. So uh,
0: you are a graphic designer as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, after high school, I went to uh, a college here in Toronto for graphic design. Uh, I think I went for, I think, a year, but I didn't like it. Again, because, uh, you know, I wanted to paint. I wanted to do what I thought was real art, and this just seemed very boring to me. And, uh, it was, it was obviously geared towards, uh, advertising. And at the time I probably thought, you know, I'm not going to sell out and be <laughs> an advertiser or whatever. So cornflakes boxes or something. Uh, again, pretty arrogant at the time. And then I went back, uh, for another, I get another year or so, but yeah, it just never really, uh, appealed to me too much, but I learned the skills. I learned a lot of the skills, uh, do graphic design Um, and so I've had you know I've designed uh, CD uh, covers and uh, you know had various other uh, commissions and uh, you know it's that's that's more like uh, that's much more like work uh, when you're doing graphic design because you're being you know as Serge were saying earlier there's uh, uh, a bit more of constraints on it that are being uh, put on you by the client right but it's uh it's something I like doing as well if the uh subject matter' is interesting, you know and if they give you an enough um free range, i guess you know reasonable amount of free range to still express yourself and to do something that uh means something to you and they don't try to control you too much in that process, it can be really uh an enjoyable process as well
0: so every time when you draw something, how do you have that strong imagination and uh you put it out in the form of art and you make people do connect with it and communicate with it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think I think and I'm not sure anybody, but I think if you, I think anything that you put your focus on, you develop and you, it it grows and you get better at it. And I think uh, people who do, art, that's their focus. Everybody's got a degree of imagination. Uh, it's like anything else. If you were uh, a carpenter, uh, you know, I can bang some nails in and, and make a, you know, a birdhouse that, you know, will fall over if a bird ever lands anywhere near it. But someone who has focused on that, uh, they become an expert in it. They become, uh, great at doing that thing. And I think it's the same thing with uh creativity or or inspiration or imagination. Uh if that becomes your central thing, then it develops and it blossoms and it becomes, you know, uh more uh it defines you who you are a lot more. So I think that's all that's the that's all it is. If, you know for me I started out as Pretty imaginative and creative kid, and also, uh, unusually good at drawing. And, you know, you get positive reinforcements for that when you're a kid. And so that encourages you to continue to pursue it. And that brings more positive reinforcements. So you tend to kind of pursue what you get (laughs) patted on the back for doing. And, uh, as, as you're, when you're very young. And then that becomes your thing, that becomes who you are, how you approach the world, I guess, you know.
0: And uh, what do you think uh, that bring, brings out maximum potential of yours if you draw something? Well, how do you mean? Maximum potential? Uh, your, your ability that you can show the, the kind of uh, knowledge that you have in uh, creating anything. So what, do you have anything that, uh, that, uh, you feel challenging?
1: Um, yeah, the entire thing's challenging. <laughs> you know, sort of like I said earlier, it's that there's, um, when you start a new piece, particularly if it's a subject matter or you're trying to do a, maybe a style that you haven't done before, it's very challenging. Um, uh, but that's the thing that, that pulls you into it. You know, I think that's the thing that pulls anybody into anything worthwhile doing is that they, they like the challenge. They like the, uh, being confronted with your limitations. You know, can I get past that instead like, I think some people might in some occasions, When they're confronted with challenge they might resist you know they might withdraw from them but i think people who uh embrace those challenges i think the reward uh, comes uh, down the line as you do that the thing with doing anything visual is that you see that reward uh in in front of you at the end of the day are, and you can see okay uh 10 years ago that challenge brought me to that level now that when i encounter that challenge i'm i'm at this level so you can you can see your own development over time uh and that reinforces the insight that facing those challenges brings about uh great change it brings about Great uh development and uh, evolution in yourself and in what you do. So, uh, and it's with anything, right? It's uh, you know, it's being uh, invited to speak to you. It's like, well, there's I've done that before. Let's do that, <laughs> you know.
0: So, uh, uh, so uh the pre- the twenty years of uh, experience, uh, you know, when you started uh, twenty years ago, the world was different. Today, mm-hmm. the world is different. So, how you are using technology for your artwork?
1: Technology, um, well, I'll tell you now that the biggest advantage, well, one of the biggest advantages is, uh, digital cameras. So, and for the, the most, you know, banal reasons, like, so one of the sort of things that you need to be doing all of the time If you're doing, uh, art professionally is taking images of your work. And so when I was starting this, I was using film cameras. And, uh, the best way to take pictures of, uh, paintings is in natural light. So you'd set them up in your, my own backyard in my old house. And, uh, you'd, you know, be taking pictures because you need to put portfolios together and you, you know, to go to galleries and have, records of what you've done and uh you know you had no idea if any of these images that you were taking turned out until you you know brought them to the good photo finishing store wait a week and then get this uh envelope full of uh, printed photos out and you're looking through them and it's like well that was out of focus and that one was uh overexposed and that one was underexposed <laughs> and sometimes you just have to do the whole thing all over again and as soon as uh digital cameras came in it was like i can take as many pictures of these as i want try all the different exposures get the perfect thing and then crop them on uh photoshop perfectly uh and it just Solved like 90% of the problems that you have with uh, constructing your portfolio and, uh, and things like that. And then of course, just, you know, digital, uh, technology for, uh, finding, uh, references for certain things, you know, so you go to image search if you need a particular reference for, you know, something that you want to include in whatever you're working on. And I did a, um, I did a uh, commission. About a year ago for somebody who wanted, uh, I think it was about a, maybe a 20 by 30, uh, illustration in watercolor of himself sitting around a table full of all of his heroes. Uh, and there was this diverse mix of people from, uh, Neil Armstrong, uh, to, uh, Pavarotti to uh, actors and musicians and, and John Lennon and all these people. And so uh, I used uh, computers, I used uh, uh, image search to find out the best uh, uh, images of the people to reference. And then I was able to assemble a kind of a mock-up of the final piece, So I could see the right proportions and put people in the right places and put the client in the middle of all of these people and try moving things around before I ever set it down onto uh, a piece of uh, paper and then starting that process. You know, so that's incredibly convenient. It changes everything as well as, you know, being able to have your website. So galleries and clients and potential buyers uh, they can go straight to your website and see your work they can contact you directly about things you know there's the more you'd think about it uh, you'd come up with more and more ways that uh, technology has uh, has uh, helped uh, the whole process of being uh an artist well I, I, I really I really yeah. like um, uh, imagery uh, manipulation on uh Computers as well. I like doing that. I like that process. I like using Photoshop, uh, you know, that's another thing that you know you can teach yourself and get fairly proficient at it. So that was just another creative outlet, you know, another visual outlet when all of that became available.
0: Where do you present your work?
1: Where do I present it? Yeah.
0: Okay, it
1: so, uh, okay. So you um, can see it. Okay. So I have a website at. MichaelharrisPaintings.com. Uh, so that's the best place to go. Uh, there's a Facebook page as well with, uh, under the same name. I've got uh, a couple of galleries. Uh, gallery 133 here in uh, Toronto is, uh, the uh, main one for me, uh, as well as another uh, gallery called Art Interiors here in Toronto. Uh, I've been with those uh, people since they opened. I think they just celebrated their, I don't want to say, 20th year. <laughs> that seems a long time. They've been around for a long time as well. Great people. And then Jackman Gallery uh, in uh, Melbourne uh, is another place where um, my work is uh, represented. So I'm around there. I've been around. I've been around the block
0: so how do you define yourself as an artist
1: um i guess the most simple way is as a an oil painter um that's what i think of myself as as an oil painter um and that would specifically be a uh representative oil painter as opposed to an abstract oil painter but uh, yeah, I think of myself as a painter in that tradition of uh, of Western uh, painters.
0: So, what do you like most in artwork?
1: Yeah, I like this kind of stuff that I do, right? I, and that's that's what I like, and that's the stuff that I've uh, been inspired by, and you know, kind of hold myself to that standard. So, you know, it'd be all kinds of. Uh, varieties within that you know but mostly i like uh you know representative uh painting so you know things that uh where the artist is is creating images that you understand what you're looking at where you can understand that you're seeing things that are represented in the real world that's uh what i prefer the most um there's an extreme of that uh, in painting uh, called photorealism, which technically you have to be very proficient, you have to be very good at it. Uh, but sometimes that can be a little dead because you're just trying to reproduce another image as closely as you can. Um, skill-wise, it takes a lot of skill to do that, but I, I don't find that to be very uh inspiring personally i don't find a lot of that kind of work to to move me you know i like i like the mistakes i like the uh the, the moments that happen in a painting that you weren't planning that you're responding to what's happening in front of you it's kind of like if you would think of uh, improvisation in jazz or something on a guitar you know where you're just kind of in the flow state things are happening and you're going with it and you're Amazed about what you're seeing happen in front of you, as as somebody standing beside you would be, you know that kind of thing. I like that.
0: And uh, how you want people to remember your artwork after a hundred
1: years? Well, after a hundred years, it won't matter to me at all, <laughs> I won't be here. Uh, but you know, I who wouldn't like to be remembered and uh, well thought of and have their uh, efforts that they made during their time here uh, appreciated and, uh, you know, I'd, if anything, I would like people to get pleasure and uh, joy and uh, feel inspired themselves out of uh, what I do. Uh, I'm always very uh, grateful and, and happy when people respond positively to the the work that I do it, it, when other people tell me it has meaning to them that gives it a great deal of meaning to me beyond simply what I experience that uh, from doing it so the you know the more of that the better you know, that's what I would like
0: <laughs> and uh, as an artist what is your observation about my work have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube?
1: Of your, uh, I've I glanced at a couple of things. Yeah, very beautiful. <laughs> you'd be a you'd uh, you have an aesthetic sense in your own work. I find. <laughs> I should do a portrait of you. <laughs> so,
0: uh, how? What is your experience in this conversation? Uh,
1: very nice, very good. You're a lovely person, and uh you, I get the sense from you that you. I have a lot of curiosity about people and that's why you do this, that you're interested in, in what makes people tick and who they are and you want to uh, get in contact with as many people to connect with on that level. It's uh, as you can. I think it's amazing. Why do you think you do what you do?
0: So I do kind of uh, same thing that you are doing. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to, Put my imagination in the form of videos to exactly. the world, and I want people to watch it and see it. How uh, you know how different people are doing different things in the world.
1: Right, you find that very gratifying to be able to bring that to the people, to, to other people.
0: Yeah, because uh, if you show something that has not existed before, like you said. Somebody not imagined something that you are expressing that gives you satisfaction when you're putting it out and when you're presenting it very nicely and very clearly
1: how exactly that you felt. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job at it. How long have you been doing this? Three years. Three years. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Just getting started.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I actually did masters in software engineering and uh, a bachelor's in computer science and engineering yeah i'm doing some yeah right now i'm doing some uh, uh, cloud devops engineering projects and technology projects and tech so that's my full-time job apart from that uh, i'm connecting with people uh, around the world more than 100 countries experts i have connected and trying to explore the minds like how people are thinking and what they're thinking and why they're thinking like that and why why they're doing like that. and yeah. What is the purpose and what is making them to do uh, whatever they're doing. So that's, cool. uh, yeah, as an artist, as a uh, experienced uh, uh, observer, absorbent, how, how this experience, like more than 700 interviews I took in the last three years, so how this experience, collection of communicating with different kinds of people from different parts of the world, how this is going to add
1: value to my uh, career. Uh, you're asking me how that will add value? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think you know how it adds value, and that's why you're doing it. It's because the, the more that you expand your uh, understanding of people and uh, the, the deeper that you can think about what you do and reflect on yourself, you know, you you think about the ideas that other people have brought to you, uh that uh the, the minds that you've connected with, and then you know, how does that not enrich your own life and your own capacity to to approach the world? I mean, imagine the uh the opposite. Imagine having little to no connection with other people. How could you do anything productive or creative? Right? It's that that feedback and that that input that we get from from other people and and uh how they've done what they've done and how they've uh, accomplished things or how they failed to accomplish things those things are incredibly uh, informative to to everybody who wants to understand life and the world and uh, that's the thing i think that's great that you have that kind of passion to uh, to do that and to to give it as a gift to other people.
0: A great observation. So cool. can you spell can you spell your uh, uh, website to my podcast listeners so that they can see the work that you're doing?
1: Yes, definitely. So it's uh, it's Michael Harris painting. So M I C H A E L P A I N T. Oh, wait, no, start again. Michael Harris Paintings. <laughs> M-I-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-R-R-I-S, P-A-I-N-T-I-N-G-S, Michael Harris Paintings, all lowercase dot com. I'll put the
0: web, web link in the description of this video and also on the screen as well. People who that find me. our video on YouTube and also on the internet, uh, anywhere in the social media can be able to see the work that you're doing and able to uh learn from you and also uh they can buy the paintings of yours
1: that'd be great
0: (laughs) that'd be really good i appreciate that so can i put this video on my youtube channel with your permission yes absolutely that'd be really nice and also can i put this audio and video clip on my podcast website internet social media everywhere with your permission yes you can so absolutely i'm all for it yeah and uh uh, in 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 next year 2024 May I'm coming to Ontario like for a uh, you know studying uh, and another degree there.
1: That's great. We gotta we gotta catch up. Yeah. You yes. wanna do that? Like like let me know and we'll we'll uh, we'll get together. I'd love to uh, talk to you in person. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'll I'll text you when I be there. Please do. I'm serious. Really, you should. That'd be great.
0: This is this is extremely valuable. Uh, connecting you and uh, knowing the work that you're doing and uh, telling about the work that you're doing uh, to my audience. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'll put your web website also the your work in my website as well. People who visits my website can able to see the work. Okay, okay. that's
1: great. I appreciate that too. That's really nice of you. Yeah.
0: Thank you again, uh, Michael, for your valuable time and. Uh, sharing your valuable experiences and uh, answering questions to some of, uh, answering uh, uh, to some of my questions. Yeah. My pleasure.
1: It was a lot of fun. Really nice to uh, talk to you and to meet you. Take care, sir. Thank you. Okay. You too. See you, si. Bye. <laughs>